Okay, so welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Um, I am your host, the Afro Boy, host of the Lost Snapping Podcast, where we talk about Afro culture, financial literacy, and controversy. And I was actually so happy to do this show today because it really gets me back into the flow where I originally started. Um, of course, a lot of things come up in the world. There's always going to be news and a story about something, about something, about something. But I like to do this one because um, it gets us back to the roots of why you start to listen to my show in the first place. Uh, because I've always honored myself on being informative and really showing connections between us as melanated black people, African descended people, uh, the people who, uh, you know, uh, started civilizations and so forth, you know. Um, and I really wanted to do this mainly because, uh, for my viewers who actually watch me on YouTube, um, the reason I go by the, the Afro boy, uh, which I actually always have, if you ever listen to my show was because I took my ancestry test. And when I took my ancestry test, um, I discovered, um, not only do I come from the West, even being, um, uh, descendants of the Africans who were enslaved in the Western Western world. I come from West Africa, or my lineage comes from West Africa. Um, and in connection to that, uh, this is why we call it, you know, the diaspora for all the Blacks who, who were unfortunately not been able to be born in um, our birthplace as people. Um, I have connections to the people from the Bahamian Islands. Uh, but this is my mom's bloodline or my father's. So you'll hear that connection to a lot of people, especially like uh, Gullah and Geechee people. Um, Gullah and Geechee people are from like South Carolina, Georgia, which funny enough, one of my grandparents from both sides of my family is from both one of those states. Um, and then that's how you have intertwined connections between Gullah and Bahamian people uh, through what they like to call a plantation Creole or uh, Patois, some people like Jamaicans. Jamaicans and Bahamas speak very similar, similar uh, form of dialects. Um, but the reason I want to do that is because I am going to go and I plan on going to Carnival next year in Miami. Uh, to Miami because if you didn't know, I, I am from the States. Uh, but, you know, just because I want to try it out, I was like, well, what Carnival can I reach? You know, what Carnival can I go to? So I looked up to this. I said, um, uh, what what are the carnivals near me? I was like, oh, there's one in Miami. So we'll do that one. Uh, but we're going to get into the meat of the show. I just want to give you a background as to you know, why I'm doing the show and, and my connections to these people, uh, island people. Um, Carnival's history dates all the way back to the beginning or near the beginning of the Atlantic slave trade. Um, and it just carnival was basically like the last hurrah, the last celebration before um, what they call like the, the days of Lent. And Lent was a like holy cleansing. Um, and that's probably more connected to like a uh, capitalism. Because if you didn't know uh, what some people call um, the colonizers, you'll hear uh, the oppressor. You'll hear that a lot. Um, they were uh, Catholics, 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 you know, Christians, that umbrella, right? Um, so they did a did a uh, Lent, 
as being like a holy cleaning. Um, in colonial times, I, you'll probably hear me refer to them a lot like island colonizers. Um, island colonizers would do uh, what they called it, as you as you all know, a masquerade, masquerade ball, masquerade dance as their form of celebration in the Europeanist world. So along with a lot of other things that you'll hear about, especially probably coming out through the show and maybe through some of my, my videos and contests is that us as the enslaved Africans, because I don't like to just, I don't like to call us slaves. I like to, I'd rather you give you some form of a title because we existed. Enslaved Africans mimic that, mimic that form of celebration that they had, which is where the development of carnival and dressing up and these forms of costumes came about. That's where like the the outline and, and the, the foundation, because it's supposed to be mimicking uh, the slave master. Right, and once, of course, as outlaw, as as the colonizer find out that you know they're doing these things, they instantly the oppressor wants to outlaw. They said, "No, no more doing this," because you know they they know that they were mimicking them in this fashion. Um, of course, uh, our enslaved brothers and sisters on the islands continue to to practice these methods because there is a sense of um, symbolism and even spirituality behind all the things and everything we do. Um, we always love to dance. Like, that's our thing. I, I've noticed that about any melanated black person on the earth. We we love to dance. Um, to move the beat of the drum, that's our thing. Um, but cutting forward to more so uh, near the, the era of freedom of the island. Near the era of freedom of the islands. Um, which is like 1820s, 30s. I don't have an exact date because a lot of a lot of the carnival uh, information that came about from resources from other videos and, and articles. Uh, and this is all my opinion. Remember everything I say. Full disclaimer: everything I say is based off research that I do, and I've developed opinion about that. But everything I've came across actually seems like carnival developed in Trinidad. That's the basis that I came about. So Carnival, from what I understand, developed in Trinidad and flowed across all the islands, right? Probably reaching all the way up to the Florida Keys, which is why uh, they have a Miami Carnival there. Um, but near the age of, of freedom or the era of freedom for the, the island blacks, um, what they would do as what they call a procession. They call it a procession where... Uh, that's where you see them in, in today's modern age, they would dress up in their costumes and go down the street in the form of a parade, right? Some similar, just like a parade. They go down the street. But in the early days, what they did as the first versions of, of what carnival was or where it comes from, um, the enslaved Africans, um, Trinities at this time, probably even Jamaicans, um, they on the sugar plant, sugar cane plantations. So, uh North America, we had cotton plantations. A lot of the enslaved Africans up north, uh, we picked cotton in the islands, they picked sugar, coffee, and tobacco. Uh a lot of Cubans picked tobacco. But in Trinity, they had sugarcane plantations. So what they did was they would what they would make the enslaved Africans do, just to give you a preview behind why they burned 
sugar canes as they as a, a form of protest and, and uh, celebration of liberation of freedom because what the enslaved Africans uh, in the islands, more specifically in Trinity, would have to do was whenever there was a natural disaster, a fire of some sort, it would make the slaves go out and cut the sugar cane. It would make the slaves go out and cut the sugar cane uh, to save whatever product they had because remember, uh, we were used all across the Americas, plural, as a form of labor force for their economy. So they're saying, you gotta save my money. You gotta cut down my sugar cane. You gotta save my money. Um, so mm-hmm. when freedom and liberation came about, they lit fire. They cut a piece of sugar cane and they lit it and they they danced and trolley down the uh, down the street, you know, as, as a form of protest uh, to symbolize that we are free. We no longer have to be enslaved to cut your cane. Um, now, I want to get on the more musical side of Carnival, which is very beautiful to find out these aspects, even these small brief aspects you hear me talk about is very beautiful to find out because um, they even link to North America. And I'll, I'll give you that. So uh, the music behind uh, Carnival is, is a form of Calypso. Calypso is a more uh, island-based traditional um, music that developed into soca. But soca is actually a merge, which you'll probably hear more today in modern, especially in, in Trinity. Like that's their thing. That's their they do soca. Uh, but it's a, they, they have variations of, of soca. So they have a uh, reggae soca, you know, R and B soca, rap soca, um, and those things. But soca actually is a merge of soul music, what they call you know soul music from the states. And the states is Maybe if you hear that term, the States is uh, in reference to uh, North America, right? So it was beautiful to find out that uh, Black people all over the world uh, have had a, a, a menstrual amount of influence on one another, whether we say it or not. So to learn that uh, what comes from my culture, because um, Afro-American or uh, an American from North Africa, uh, an African from North America, uh, that that my music influenced uh, what they call soca today. So it's soul music mixed with calypso. Uh, and it's funny because when I, every time I hear that word, I think about from uh, the Disney uh, variation, which is called Pirates of the Caribbean, um, which actually has a deeper meaning, just to give you a brief brown back of that. Uh, there was a, she's, she is noticeably created as a sort of like African goddess, right? And her name's Calypso. Uh, but outside of the, the beauty of Carnival, which they have a term for it called pretty mass, pretty mass, um, Carnival was also used in a form to make uh, social and political statements, especially based out of their freedom. You know, we have a freedom to do these things now. Um, we are no longer restricted. We are no longer in chains. Uh, and Carnival, depending on like what calendar you follow, 
Uh, they said this starts from Christmas to Ash Wednesday. It's the first time I'm hearing of Ash Wednesday. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but that's that's why I said there there's some spiritual meanings behind it. Uh, Jove. Jove is supposed to be uh, the day's opening. That's what Jove means. Um, beginning of the carnival, right? Um, and then you're going to go into... Uh, Mardi, they, they, the Islanders have a unique way of sailing it, but I believe it's just Mardi Gras if you're speaking regular English. So Mardi Gras um, happens on, I believe it's that Monday. Um, you know, disregard. Please do your own research when you're looking up the days, but these are the ways that they do it. So Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras is is where they, you know, dress up and put on the mask. Like I said, uh, that was them mimicking um, the oppressor the island colonizers, and then you have uh, Carnival. And Carnival in that portion is supposed to be where they talk about uh, you sit down and have a discussion, right? You sit down and you have a discussion about uh, the issues that we're going through, about what are we dealing with, how can we move forward, and even how can we, you know, Get through it with a smile. I'll get more in details about why I say it that way. Uh, but Jove has a more of a spiritual meaning. So where Jove was the beginning of the the carnival, you're supposed to dress in uh, ragged clothes, and that is supposed to be, in, in my interpretation, symbolism towards uh, our birth into. Uh, liberation, our birth into liberation, uh, more visibility for the blacks in the islands, uh, how we went from slaves to these beautiful free people who influenced the world. Um, that's why I take so much pride in my melanin, uh, because people who look exactly like me, um, my cousins, my brothers, my sisters, metaphorically and symbolically did so much for the world influence the world so much um that so that's how they do uh jove uh, and then even for for women the, the styles in which they uh do their costumes is supposed to be you know a liberations for women's freedom freedom of women to express themselves how they want it. and it's okay to be that way not to be uh subjected um they even do uh, children carnivals to where that and that's more of a historical background where they teach them um, the meanings behind the costumes um, what it actually is supposed to be you know outside of you know them just thinking that they may be dressing up to something similar to Halloween no uh, you know what this actually means now um, what they say from the research is that the general idea the, the what carnival means, um, the, idea of a, the idea of carnival is to turn the world upside down, right? To view the world as if the roles were reversed. So the powerful would become weak and the rich, the rich would become poor. You know, the, the whole power structure and, and societal structure just be flipped on its back. And it's supposed to say that, well, maybe you can be from, this is my interpretation again, that maybe you'll realize what it means to be more humane when the shoe's on the other foot. You know, I they say, you know, uh, until you walk a mile in my shoes, you'll never really understand what it's like to be or be me. 
Um, and one of the key portions of what I wanted to get into as a side note, so everyone who's watching, everyone who's listening, thank you. Uh, midway through the show, thank you. And I want to shout out our sponsors for continuing to support us and the partners that we have for continuing to support us. Um, our sponsor is Anchor. Anchor is a platform if you haven't noticed, if it's your first time listening to my show and you've gotten to this halfway point. Um, Anchor is a platform that allows you to use your voice, use your opinion, and spread it across the world and influence the people in your own way. Uh, Anchor is a free platform. Uh, they they push your content out on Apple, um, Spotify, uh Almost 60% of my show is listened to on Apple. And shout out to everybody who even gives my show a shot on Spotify. Very much appreciate it. But uh, our partners, though, uh, one of our partners that you actually see in the camera is Box T Wines. Box T Wines is a company that ships you out uh, freshly squeezed uh, wine and different variations. This is Box 5. They have others. Um, this one is big, bold, smooth, and luxurious. And it is exactly uh, how it is expressed on the box. It is bold. It is um, smooth. It is luxurious. It is strong. Uh, and I, I had, honestly, I have to go order it because it, it expressed uh, how I wanted me to be viewed, how I view myself uh, as a black man, big, bold, um, and smooth. Uh, but getting back into the show after, uh, shout out to Taylor Brands also. Um, Taylor Brands is another uh, company that we partner with that helps you support your brand by creating your logo and creating your design. Uh, you can get discounts for Box T Wines and Taylor Brands by using the promo code AfroBoy20. So just to listen to my show, you get a promo code AfroBoy20. Uh, but back into the show, uh, Yala Ku or Vaila Ku. Which means the old yard. Um, this goes into a deeper meaning behind uh, costume costumes, not just the uh, in the islands during carnival, not just the the uh, the feathers that you see a lot of the women's wear, um, but like actual costumes. And there are four that I'm going to talk about. There's one uh, called baby doll, and baby doll is. A statement, um, and this can even be a statement direct directly towards just men in general. But it, baby doll is a is a creation uh, based on a statement in regards to absentee fathers, renegade fathers, and it, this can even be um, in regards to the slavery days because you have to remember uh, a lot of mulatto or mixed uh, babies were created uh, forcefully in these days and. There are a lot of scenes, if you watched any slave movies, to where you got to understand, like, the deep mentality behind uh, being a slave to your father, you know? Being a slave to your father is, that, that has to be deep, deep reckoning outside of, um, you know, if you just want to talk about societal means and, and us as an ethnic group, us as a people. You know, um, absentee fathers, black males, and so forth, or just males in general. Um, then there's Midnight Robber. Um, Midnight Robber came straight out of Western, Western influence films. And then you have uh, 
Dame Delore, uh, which is mimicking a French madame, but I believe is more so mimicking uh, the wife of the slave master, uh, the nobles, and so forth. Uh, ironically, when I found out, it's always played uh, by a man. Uh, and I was curious that, as to why they didn't give me deep details, but they said it's always played by a man, um, and it's, it's a it's to mimic, uh, you know, the noble, the white noble lady who has big breast and um, big butt and, and so forth. You know, it's it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. But the one that I like. There are actually two. The two that I liked the most was one called uh, Peri Gradina or Gradidi. Man, not good at French, but he's basically a teacher. So I thought that that was really, really cool. Um, and he teaches you how to spell. And I don't know if this is on a alphabetical level or on a, on a uh, spiritual level when it comes to those spells. And then there's one more, and his name is Tobago Speech Man. And I really like the Speech Man, the Tobago Speech Man, because this was a part of the carnival to where he's he's the jester, but he is very important to the community because this is the one time to where you can take a social issue, a political issue, an international issue, and give a chance to get uh, spoken out. You know, get a chance to get social notice, um, get it heard, get it talked about, and not be ridiculed for wanting to speak on this. Not be shunned for wanting to speak on this because it may be a serious issue to you. And I thought that that was really, really cool that they interpret that, especially in the form of gest gesture, right? So gesture uh back in like medieval and, and European King Kingdom days was the first form of freedom of speech because the jester a lot of the times or the speech man a lot of the times they would be the ones who would talk about you know the harsh of taxation but they would do it in the form of a joke. That way you get the laugh but there's some form of seriousness behind this. this is a real topic. This really affects someone, but you're laughing about it, right? You know, we, we laugh at our pain. It's how we get through uh, our struggle, but it gives us a chance to, yes, our struggle is real, but we're, we're, we we can smile through life about it. You know what I'm saying? We can get through uh, all these things. You know, it isn't as harsh. There's always something to smile about. And I thought that that was really cool. And I learned about uh, to the Bago speech, man the way he's used uh, to talk about social, political, international um, issues. I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, so that is today's show. Um, brief brief meanings and deeper meanings behind what Carnival actually is. It's not just those colorful costumes. And the costumes are beautiful. Uh, parade is beautiful. The front parade, the processions are beautiful. It's amazing. People have a lot of fun. But finding out that, number one, thing that I took home with me was that my culture, again, this is about things that we don't know about each other. Me being uh, North American, Afro-American, finding out that my soul music influenced um, in the creation of 
Calypso and the, the creation of Soka is beautiful. That's amazing. That's something I didn't know that my ethnic group of people in the diaspora had an influence on other black people around the world outside of everything else uh, us as, as African African descendant people uh, put into our cultural creations even on an individual level. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful. But I hope you learn again some important information. I hope you the biggest thing I want you to get from this show, every show I do, is to gain a different perspective. Take a different look at the the glass of water, whether it's half full or half empty. However you view it, but try to take a look at it from you know different sides of the street, per se. Different sides of the cup, per se. And see how you feel about it from that angle and this angle and that angle. But I'm your host, the Afro Boy, Prince of Unity, and as you guys know, uh, we talk about Afro culture, financial literacy, and controversy. Um, you do not have to be uh, black to come on one show. Anyone and all people are welcome um, because anyone and all people have a point of view. Um, because again, this is about um, creating connections, not only just us as, as a diaspora, but you know, hopefully that connection can make us greater of understanding other people in humanity. But I'm your host, the Afro Boy, and I'll holler at y'all later. Appreciate y'all.